You are listening to the Ingredients for Success podcast, where you can consume dietary supplement industry best practices, trends, recent news, and other insights provided through interviews and discussions with members of the Stratum team and seasoned industry execs. Welcome back to the Ingredients for Success podcast. I'm Andrew Rice. And I'm Jackie Rizzo. Today on the show, we have Caroline Beckman, the founder and CEO of Nori Life. We know how successful you've been. Uh, we've, we've read all the stuff on you. We, we love reading all the stuff on you. Um, we love Nori. We love partnering with Nori. Very and much. the fact that you are using an ahi flour, one of our ingredients, we love that. But today, I think we all decided we're going to switch away from talking ingredients and talking supplements, but talking something I think we all find kind of, not kind of, but really important. Very much. And that is taking the experiences that we've learned in business and shifting that over into the, and successes that we've found in business and shifting that over into the private and um, not-for-profit sector. So I thought that would be, we've been pretty excited to have this chat. I'd love to chat about that. So, Caroline, aside from Nori and all that you're doing there, you're also a part of, is it called the World or the Global Shapers Community? Is that correct? It's actually a part of the World Economic Forum. Um, so it's just a, a offshoot of that. It's focused on leadership really under 33 years old. So there's I think 120 or so groups um, around, or no, there's 120 so countries and like 400 different groups in different cities uh, around the world. And so, yeah, I'm involved in that here in Atlanta and Georgia. And um, I've had the opportunity this year to lead what we call our education and employment uh, area focus. So what we've been doing, which has just been such a joy, has been to create a program for the juvenile justice system here. So working with the state juvenile justice program uh focusing on mentoring that seems to be just a huge aspect of uh measuring success we see when when young women and men are partnered with good mentors they normally have uh much much higher success rates than those that are not and so mentoring is a huge aspect of what we're doing and then actually the the fun part for me too has been actually the job placement so job placement uh getting and keeping a job so we're working with Organizations like Home Depot, Microsoft, we're in some early discussions with, et cetera. Um, want to start working with UPS, FedEx, essentially anyone who's hiring right now. Um, the the companies that are busy and, and willing to hire young women, young men with a record, et cetera. Um, just a huge area of opportunity. And so that's been something um, outside of Nori that has been just so joyful this year to work on. and. We're just getting going. We've made some really good progress in the last few months. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. What sparked, what sparked that transition from you know being heavy into the private sector with Nori? What transitioned you into deciding to give back? I, I come at, at this with a very it's different approach. Um, my dad worked in the public sector for the state of California for his whole career, almost his whole career, and so I've heard about you know a lot of the public sector work. Um, sort of, you know, that sometimes the, the mind-numbing aspect of how slow things can work. And I'm on the very opposite end of the spectrum where it's fast and you execute an idea 
the afternoon of the morning that you came up with it. And so for me, I think that a lot of the problems that we're facing right now can be best solved in the private sector and then brought into the public sector. So I've got a little bit of a different perspective on that. But um, yeah, I just, you know, think that it, I kind of got always earmarked maybe in 10 years from now or, you know, 15 years from now, I'll get more involved in the public sector. And uh, 2020 has really sped up the clock of how desperate um, public sector needs some help. And so just, you know, trying to do whatever I can in my local area and community to uh, bring some of the private sector energy vision and execution into the public sector. So this is just kind of the first door that's opened and um, it's been awesome to meet new people in the city that I'm not from and to become very familiar with, uh, you know, a huge system like the juvenile justice system. So yeah, it's been a, it's been a good first step into some public sector work. Yeah, that's um, so I think that transition from private to public and helping with private and public. And I think we've all experienced or, or at least in, in small ways have experienced that. And it's like, I think it's really I think it's really beneficial to these groups and organizations when people do come over from private, because like you said, like figuring things out in the private and then moving over into public. I think a lot of times we can move much faster in the private sector. We're allowed to have more freedoms in the private sector, a little bit less red tape. And so we're able to move things faster. We'll be able to, I think, therefore be able to grow faster, learn faster, and then um, then be able to apply that. And, and that also helps speed up those things. Maybe some of the issues that the, the public sector is facing or these different organizations are facing, you know, we, we might have already faced that. So just being able to, to, to learn from you, somebody that's coming over from private and, and in your, really, I mean, you're still pretty young. So be able to be that young and have that experience is just, they're, they're just, uh, they're going to be super blessed to have you because mm -hmm. that's, that's cool. It'll help speed things up, I feel like, so. I will also say this, what you're doing right now, and I didn't mention on the last call, is pretty near and dear to my heart because my brother growing up was, he was in the juvenile system um, from a very early age. And I think had he had support, uh, a bigger support, better support group around him, uh, he's, I would consider some, uh, I don't want to pigeonhole him, but he's been in the institution, he's been institutionalized, he's been in the prison systems for 20 some years now on and off. I guess it's a pretty private thing to say, but I will say what you're doing is amazing because pe people kind of, I think, forget about, they are people, they've made mistakes, um, especially when they're young like that, mm -hmm. being able to influence them and have people that are gonna hold them accountable, have people that are go going to mentor them and be in their corner because they're not used to that at all. So anyway, I think that this specific thing is pretty cool, mm -hmm. so. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a lot of work, but um, we're excited about it. I think that the idea here is that it's also very scalable to other states, which is exciting to me. I, I think of this as, it's very individual, like, you know, each of us individually are mentoring too, which is a really cool experience, um, but then it's also very scalable. And so there's aspects of it that just from a business perspective, get my mind going. And um, yeah, it's, it's really cool. It's a very, very fun uh, and challenging new learning for me outside of work. And then it's also inspiring and it encourages me to do better within my work in the private sector as well, to be one of the companies that will say, yeah, we'll hire a young 
you know, a young woman who's been in juvie for a few years, et cetera. I mean, that's, that's an easy no brainer. Um, so yeah, a lot, lots to come on that, but I'll keep you guys updated. It's fun stuff. Now, is this something that you're wanting to spread out, not just have in Atlanta, but Atlanta is kind of like your launch pad for this, and then maybe it will go into other cities? I think that right now we just really circled up on this in July, and then we really probably 12 weeks ago got um, into the right vein of communication within the government with the State Department of Juvenile Justice here in Georgia. So they report right into the governor. So, you know, it's early to say. I think I'm someone who wants to let action speak louder than words. So I want to see the program work and I want to work through the kinks um, and really do that throughout Q1 next year. But yeah, I'm also a person who loves to see ideas scale. And so I don't see why this wouldn't work in other states. I personally am very passionate about bringing this to my home state of California. So that would be a natural next step. Um, again, we wanna make sure that things are working first. We don't wanna scale something that isn't working. But um, yeah, and then, you know, ideally this is also a program that could work with um, homelessness and other issues that our world is facing and our country is facing in a massive way right now. So there's a lot of ideas, um, a lot of vision for it, but one step at a time. And it's just, it's honestly, it's just good to get involved. It's good to get out of your own perspective in a year like 2020 when we're so individually focused on all the things that maybe aren't going so well in our world. It's good. It's a good year to do something like this. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely is. I think we all are looking for something. You know, we're all like we were talking about this yesterday. We're all looking for something to just kind of lighten the mood a little bit. Right. And I think a lot of times if we can help people selfishly we feel a little bit better about ourselves I think the better thing is the fact that we are helping people but mm -hmm. um, you know so what would you say I guess what kind of encouragement would you have to other professionals yeah. within our space or outside of our space um, that um, maybe maybe you're trying to figure out maybe you know I think sometimes we get caught up on, okay, well, what am I going to help with? Like, what well, I need to find this thing. Like, what, what encouragement would you have with somebody just like starting to just get started, start helping, whatever? Like, what kind of encouragement would you have for that? That's interesting. This is not the, this is not the first thing that I personally have been involved with. I mean, when I was 12, our neighbors had a child with a rare disease. We started a nonprofit and started kind of nonprofit work when I was young. And then I think my mom has been a part of starting like something like, five or six nonprofits um, from a professional standpoint. So it's kind of in our blood. Um, one of the things that I've been very involved with and still am is human trafficking. That's a huge aspect and a huge heart um, tug on, on my end as well. The, the program with the juvenile justice system really just fell on our laps as a huge opportunity in our city. And there's a lot of young um, gang violence right now and you drive around the streets and you can see it. And so, um, so I would just say, to anyone who wants to get involved in something, just really open your eyes and look from left to right. And it's one of those things where it's it's right in our front doors right now of what the need is. I mean, anyone who lives in the state of California can help with some aspect of homelessness. I mean, that is a huge issue. I've never seen it as bad as it is right now. I could spend the next hour just talking about that. Both of my parents work in homeless housing, financing of homeless housing, et cetera, et cetera, in the state. And it's, it's, 
it's horrible. It does not feel like America if you go and drive through Santa Monica or Venice right now. So it's just really, where do you live? And um, I think we're all created with different passions and we're good at different things for reasons. And so, you know, a lot of the frustration that people have on either political party right now with government uh, is funny to me because when you ask that person, well, well, where is your local town hall meeting, your, your city council meeting? Where is your uh, school board? Where do they meet? Most people can't answer the question. So I think the importance of local government and local groups and local support has been um, hopefully uh, just brought to light this year. Uh, I would love to bring that to light more and more as well. Um, so I would just say to anyone who wants to get involved in something and you're confused about what to get involved with, what are the challenges that you're either your neighborhood, your community, or your city is facing. And I wouldn't even try and go further than that um, because there's so many challenges in each of those areas right now for, for all of us. So that's kind of the way that I take it. I'm, I've become this year very, very passionate about local government. And um, I think we're seeing that. I think we're seeing that, like, again, I, I know Georgia well enough. I've lived here for about two years, but I know California very well. And California is just so interesting right now to study, um, you know, 58 counties top to bottom, how different sheriffs are making different laws. And, you know, uh, just yesterday, the sheriff overturned what the governor said about eating outside in, in L.A. It's fascinating right now. I mean, it's a fascinating study of local government. And, uh, you know, one that's going to be for the history books, to say the least. But I would just say localize your efforts. Yeah, I think I think kind of like, also to, to what you're saying, I think also it's when I talk to young professionals or those, you know, kids getting into, you know, going to college, trying to figure out what it is that they want to do. My first, my first bit of encouragement is like, please find something you love. Like if you love something, go do that thing, right? I, we've talked about our upbringings before and we've talked about homeschool and we've talked about a lot of different things that have shaped all of us. But I would say that um, that's a biggest piece of encouragement that I have to young professionals or people getting into the workforce is just like, please, please, please find something that you love or at least think you're going to love. And then if you don't love it, change that into something like go do some. And I think, I think that can be said to, to finding something that you can really pour yourself into. And you're going to pour yourself into something that, that you, that, that hits home, you know, that hits your heartstrings that you can relate to and things like that. So volunteering, just backing up what you're saying, volunteering um, in things that are near and dear yeah. and, and that, you, mm -hmm. you know, within your community and within your reach and, and those things I think are a good start. So yeah, thanks for sharing that. So as a, as a leader, you know, at, at Nori or where, wherever, um, what are some of the residual benefits, some of the, that you see um, when your employees are engaged in in giving back to the community or involved in in, in nonprofits, that's like, a good question. I think yeah, mm -hmm. I think sometimes we forget the impact that people being involved in something you know um, greater than you know for the greater good or greater than ourselves, what mm -hmm. impact that can actually have on a company. So, could you talk a little bit about that, at Nori, or how 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 you feel about that? Yeah, for sure. I think you know. You you want people to be satisfied in what they're doing from a work standpoint and from a career standpoint in general, day-to-day uh, -day life, whether they're building a family and that's the primary focus of the season of life or whether it's, you know, really career focused. I think there's different seasons for different things. Um, 
you know, it's it's work is work, right? So as we all know, there's good days and there's bad. And, um, you know, it, there are just some things about work that frankly suck, right? But that's all good for us. Um, and it's good for us to have some of those things that we don't always love. Um, that's where the character of work is really built. But I think within, within the community and being passionate about what you're doing, uh, it comes back down to how people are created. And it's very interesting to me one of the one of the main questions that I would ask someone, you know, if I was hiring them is just, what do you want to learn? What are you interested in learning? Because I feel like if you aren't learning, you're going to hate your work. Whether mm. the private sector, the public sector, nonprofit, for profit, doesn't matter. I don't I don't think that you can get around the fact that if you're not learning and you're not growing, whether you're 80 or you know 18. If you're not learning, I just don't think that you're going to be very satisfied. So one of the things within community is that you're serving people, right? Usually. So when we talk about nonprofit work or work that's outside of the professional sphere, um, you're, you're normally learning something new. You're engaged with either new people that you're serving or you're learning um, about an issue, cultural issue. So I think that part of the aspect of nonprofit work or just employees being engaged in work that's outside of emails and you know Excel spreadsheets and this, that, and the other is that they're learning. And so that really inspires people to keep going. Also, there is that you know uh, fulfillment of I helped someone else and we're created for that and we're created to serve other people. And so if you're not serving other people, um, you're, you're going to be a little bit grumpy at work. <laughs> so that's, uh, yeah. from my perspective, I don't necessarily, we are working on our foundation, Norris Foundation, which is really just about bridging the gaps of health inequalities. So there's going to be some direct work that we're able to do. We are doing already with some organizations. Um, but you know, I think that each employee is different and you can't say everyone needs to do X, Y, or Z. Um, but I do love to always understand, like, what are you reading right now? What are you learning right now? What can I make sure that, you know, we use this, this infrastructure, this vehicle of Nori to help you learn and to help you grow in? Yeah, I, that's so good. I, um, I think it's a great point from, from the growth perspective, right? Like if we're not growing, if we're not learning, um, we kind of, I feel like as human beings, that's where we all get in ruts, right? If we're not growing, we're not, whether it's picking up a book or our favorite podcast or whatever it is, um, taking boxing classes or Zumba or whatever, I mean, whatever it is, right? We need to be growing um, both, you know, mentally, emotionally, physically. Um, and so, yeah, I think that personal growth, I think for a lot of people, what happens in the day to day it work is is we get all uh, stuffy and, and and we can grow a little bit complacent because of whether it's dare I say boredom or whatever mm -hmm. right we kind of get in these ruts and I think having this outside connection to helping others yes it helps it like you said it it helps us feel better about ourselves and then it also it helps us work harder mm -hmm. it helps us care more it, it it rejuvenates us at work I feel like and so to your point I think that constant growth is, is definitely good. definitely because I mean change begins from within right. and I love what you're saying because it's you're leading by example and you know when you're asking those questions people are going to follow and so I I do appreciate mm -hmm. that it's yeah. a good reminder you know we talk a lot on here about um, 
microbiomes and probiotics, and this has just extended that well-being a little bit further, mm. you know, this conversation today. And so I think it's really good for our audiences to remember that it's not just what we're doing in our jobs in this industry, but also what, are, what we're doing outside of it as well. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's a great point. Yeah, mm -hmm. and like within our industry, we actually, we have a pretty cool industry to be in because yeah. not only can we help, you know, not, you know, with what we're talking about right now, but we, we're helping, you know, people live healthier lives, mm -hmm. lead healthier lives. And, and through Nori, through your company and, um, you know, and all of your, your amazing products and, and all of what you and your team is doing there, um, but the, our industry, I think we just, we have mm -hmm. a pretty cool industry to be able to know that we can, we can help from, from, from a health perspective, from mm -hmm. a physical health perspective, but doing these other things. And I think, mm -hmm. I don't know, there's a lot of good industries, but I think our industry as a whole, made, made, yeah, I think we're the coolest, <laughs> but we also, we have more people like Caroline. We have more people that care beyond just, you know, mm -hmm. making a buck. And I think it's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. So. Anyway, oh, it's, it's fun. It's really cool. I've always felt this way about consumer products. I've always felt like it's one of the coolest industries to be in because you have something tangibly that you can share with people. And, um, you know, it's not service based. It's very, very physical. It's also very important. Um, you know, the, the production and supply chain. And, um, you know, I've thought about this so much recently, but the industry itself and the love of industry itself. And that, you know, this sounds crazy, but I actually think it's going to be so important to talk to, especially teenagers right now and younger that like you don't swipe up on your Instagram and, and, and have your food drop in front of you. You know, there's, I there's someone that brought that there and there's many, many, many people along the way that helped with that. And it's, it's going to be really important as technology continues to increase that we actually protect the industry and talk about the industry and talk about how things are made and grown. Because as much as everyone wants healthy and organic, this and that, uh, that takes a lot of work and that takes a lot of, uh, again, localization of things, et cetera. So it's, it's very, um, very important right now, health and, and building products and being, you know, in factories, manufacturing, all these things are very, very, very important right now, maybe more so than they ever have been. Um, and where things are coming from is important to know. So I'm, I'm excited about where, you know, these conversations will lead. Um, it's a little bit hard not to have them and get into the politics of it because that's the nature of, you know, you think about Elon Musk and moving, you know, factories out of California, moving himself out of California. You're talking about all these different people that are kind of these icon builders and creators of our generation and it's political right i mean it has to be because of what they're doing and so it'll be interesting to see what happens within our industry but it's just cool to be able to produce in a world that consumes so much to be on the flip side of that and to be a producer is really cool carolyn thank you so much for joining us today it was such a great conversation to have um, to look outside of ourselves and to know that change begins within um, also to give back and to see where that leads in the industry um, we really appreciate you so much. You have an inspiring story from when you began to now, um, and we look forward to seeing what else you do. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Thank you guys so much. Thank, Thank you. you. See ya.